after 16 years, there's just no one who can touch me. Oh, and she nails the fisherman buster on Mia Yim. Shayna and Savoy were part of a crew around the world. If they're stepping in my way to get to my dream, they know that I will hurt them. Business is business. You put friendship aside for something so prestigious. If they're in my way, I would take them down. I would take anybody down. You're in my way of my dream, and I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to get to the top. You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. And for the WWE Championship. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Bracketology has just gone off, and as I sit here, it's time to go through the, uh, I guess, the previews of the May Young Classic. This is Mr. Green. You are listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. Uh, we're, we're almost there, somewhat, what, about seven days or so. Um, I say that because it's past midnight where I am. So about, about a good week before the May Young Classic officially kicks off. Now, of course, these matches have been taped, and they are, uh, what, in the can? Well, up until the, gosh, what, the semifinals? Those are in the can. So we have a, a couple of these matches that are already out of the way. Uh, there are spoilers that exist online. I've done everything in my power to avoid the spoilers, particularly on YouTube, because anytime I log on, is is kind of a suggested video or clip for me. So I, I've been having to remove them and just get away from it and try to get around it because you know I want to watch it and enjoy it and and be surprised, uh, like a lot of you guys out there, like a, a lot of the, the the viewers that are going to be watching the Young Classic along with me. I mean. You don't want to walk into the thing knowing that somebody already won. I, I, I like being able to take the guess. I like being able to be surprised. I like being able to watch it for the first time and not having some uh, some pre preconceived notion or, or spoilers sitting over top of me as I get ready to look at it. But anyway, um, now is a good a time as any to address some of the, the things that uh, – I've been thinking about with the, the classic on the horizon and uh, the WWE's landscape as far as women wrestlers are concerned overall. Um, there's another podcast that I, that I am set to do uh, as it relates to, I guess, the, the forgotten uh, knockouts. Yeah, I've, I've talked about that, I, I believe, in the, in the first time that I even mentioned the Mae Young Classic. Like, I knew that once the Mae Young Classic hit, or went at the time, we just knew it as the women's tournament. But I, but I, I was pretty positive by the time this thing hits, anything that TNA or now Global Force Wrestling did as related to the women is just going to get blown out of the water. And as they haven't even shown video number one as far as a match is, is concerned yet, and they they've already done it. They've already they've already done it with with bracketology. They've already done it with the parade of champions or the parade of participants and all that stuff. They they have already shown that they have every motive to make this thing work, look as good as it can, be as smooth as it can, introduce you to all the people, even if you didn't know them, if you weren't following them on the independent scene. Uh, so far, so good, man. They they've done a great job, and and it's. It's somewhat unfortunate that the GFW, I guess they are now, the GFW knockouts haven't really gotten that same type of uh, treatment, but that, that's another topic for another day. So anyway, <clears throat> let's, let's uh, rewind this back a tad uh, and address the, the victory, of which I was a little bit surprised. I guess I shouldn't have been. 
But Oscar walks into NXT Takeover, and uh, let me uh, let me just say this now: this this is a spoiler. If you haven't gotten to watch NXT Takeover Brooklyn just yet, this is the third one that they've done. So NXT Takeover Brooklyn three, and if you haven't looked at that, and you do not want to know who won or lost, and you've been trying to avoid spoilers, much like I have for the classic, then you probably want to. Uh, push ahead, maybe by a minute or so in this this podcast. You have been warned. I would imagine most of you already seen it, though. So Asuka walked into Brooklyn as the champion, and she leaves the champion uh, with a pretty good match against Ember Moon. And admittedly, I am surprised. I was I was surprised that she was able to to. Uh, survive it and maybe survive isn't a big word i mean they, they had a, a great match i i really enjoyed it uh but i was surprised that she walked out as the um as the women's champion i, I pretty much thought with the setup that they had going forth for so long that ember moon was gonna was gonna uh, take her down you know that she was gonna be the one to break the streak and, and win the, the championship uh, be the first person to defeat Oscar, and, and it was all going to be riding on her ability to land the eclipse, uh, which she did. She she did hit the eclipse, but surprise, surprise, uh, Oscar kicked out of it. <laughs> so so not only did she survive the eclipse, she kicked out. Didn't she? Didn't roll out of the ring or take the hit and and get a foot on the ropes or nothing like that she kicked out and that you know that says a lot for the um the persona and the character of oscar i mean she, she's already been portrayed as the toughest walking talking chick that's in the wwe as it is and that only goes to kind of uh solidify that so even though amber moon to her credit got a standing ovation when she left and i, I think that's um that's high praise for her and uh, and the the match in and of itself, but uh, she did not win. So the next guess that I would have following that would be: Is the NXT Women's Championship going to be the ultimate goal here? Will that be something that these ladies get the opportunity to? Uh, Russell for once they once this particular person wins the uh, the trophy, so uh, that that's an interesting interesting little point there. I, I'm a little bit uh surprised they they haven't gone into saying it officially, but let's let you know let's be honest. I, I sincerely doubt that they're gonna have the May Young Classic winner go up to the main roster and say, okay, let's let's challenge the list. You know Alexa Bliss, or let's challenge Natalia uh, for for the titles. Um, so I, I think Oscar is the is the likely choice to um, to to be challenged or have to be the goal at the end of the rainbow, if you will. Not saying that that's going to happen, but we we just want to you know kind of put that out there. So. Time will tell. Time will tell if, if that is the way that is going to go. I just wanted to bring that up since Oscar has remained and, and the big story with her has been no one's ready for Oscar. She's been going on about that for weeks now, and she has cut through that competition like a hot knife through butter. I mean, there's literally nobody left on the NXT roster that could legitimately challenge her that most people would believe in because she, she's chopped them all down. Uh, and, and to say nothing of the fact that, you know, they brought in Mickey James for that, you know, that one off and, and um, at that takeover show that they had, which was cool. And it was a good idea that they, that they had Mickey James come in. Let's bring in a legend and have her compete. And then she got cut down. So, you know, that that basically ended that. So the next logical choice, in my view, is to have somebody who doesn't exist within the company. So one of those girls girls that's looking for 
<clears throat> excuse me, that that opportunity, looking for that chance that's going to go through this tournament. And let's keep in mind that it is five rounds. I mean, you got a lot. They got a lot of matches to go through in this thing. Now, granted, it's not all one night, but you got five rounds to go through. And I would suggest for anybody that hasn't watched Bracketology, you need to watch that so you can get introduced to at least some of them. I think they, they uh, highlighted five or six girls. Um, the first one out of the gate that they highlighted, which I was kind of really happy about. And, and if you've listened to me for any length of time, you already know who I'm talking about. Mercedes Martinez, the Latina sensation. She was she was first up. So, you know, my my general thought there is that she is somebody that they have some some praise for and that she's probably going to get at least a relatively good showing in the tournament. And, and if we're going to do it this thing, comparatively speaking, uh, I guess she would kind of be like the uh, the Brian Kendrick role, uh, you know, in, in, in regards to I've been doing this for 16 years. It's my time, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cut through anybody and do whatever I got to do in order to win. Uh, she did mention, even though they didn't call it by name, she did mention her trifecta teammates, those being Nicole Savoy and Shayna Baszler. Uh, but looking at the bracket, and, I'm, uh, and again, I'm going to suggest that you go. Uh, you know, I don't get nothing off of advertising for them. Certainly, they don't need me. But I'm, I'm going to suggest that you go to uh, WWE.com forward slash me on Classic and uh, check out the bracket if you haven't seen it or if you haven't printed it out. Um, Savoy and Baszler exist in an entirely different uh, group than Mercedes does. So it's doubtful that Mercedes will wind up against one of them. In order for that to take place, they have to go to the semifinals. One of her trifecta members on in the opposite group has to go, and it, that's in a well, – I shouldn't say group because there's two groups and uh, several segments, I guess, if you want to call it that, because it's all bracketed. But uh, uh, Savoy and Baszler – potentially could go up against each other because they exist within the same group. Mercedes is often the, uh, a different set. So in order for her to come up against either Savoy or Baszler, one, two of the three have to make it to the semifinals in order for them to be paired off against each other, which, which if I were going to make the, the guess – I would be guessing for Mercedes against Baszler if that match would if the trifecta showdown is going to happen, that's my guess to how that's gonna occur. I don't see Baszler getting knocked out in round one. I think she's gonna go over Zeta. Mia Yim, I fully expect to go over Sarah Logan. I like Logan. I like this crazy Mary Dobson, but I I think Mia Yim, you know, she's my pick to uh to go over over in that match. Baszler, I think if if she goes into the second round, she takes Mia Yim. Then you're looking at the second set of brackets, which is Savoy, Gonzalez, uh, Michelle, and Larray. Larray, yes, I'm, I'm I'm putting the money on Candice Larray to walk into the second round. Savoy, I think, goes over on Gonzalez. Uh, I'm actually my personal pick is Larray. I think Larray is going to go over on Savoy. Uh, that that that's my guess. Now, if Savoy does go over on Larray, then then you would have a Baszler uh, Savoy matchup, which which would pair the trifecta off. Now, I don't know how much of the trifecta history they're going to play upon. Again, it was mentioned in uh, bracketology when they interviewed Mercedes. She did say that uh, she she hung around with Savoy and Baszler, and if she comes across them, she's going to do. What she has to do, they already know that she is. She's in it to win it, and she's she's looking to take this thing to the finals. So it sounds like they have already set the table for a potential uh, meeting of friends and teammates, or you know the alliance that they had with each other on the Indies. Uh, I, I I still like Baszler. I like Baszler, and, and you know whether that be Larray or Savoy. I like Baszler walking into the to the semifinals, uh, and I think Mercedes has got a tougher road to get into those finals than uh, I think Baszler does. 
Lee is her first round, but I'm expecting uh, Mercedes to go over on her. Serhi, uh, I expect to go over on Kaylee Ray. Then Mercedes and Serhi, I'm looking for Mercedes, as you probably already know. Uh, the first set, Jazzy Gabert and Abby Layeth, I, that's tough for me uh, because I've seen Kimberly, Abby, as we now know her, wrestle live, and she, she is very, very good. Uh, in fact, I, I have uh, one or two of her matches in, in our show archive, which I'm going to say that if you haven't seen her in, in, in this particular match, I think uh, we have her in a mixed tag, I believe. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, you should go in there and check her out. She, she also took on uh, uh, Kara Hogan. I'm not even sure if we ever put that match up. I have to go back and check. But um, that that's kind of tough, and I, I think I'll, I'm going to go with Abby. I'm going to go with Abby over over Jazzy Gabriel. I like I like the alpha female, but I'm going to go with Abby with that. Uh, Marty Bell and Rachel Evers. Oh wow! Now, again, that's a that's a tough one, man. I like Marty. I, I like Marty there, but I don't know if Marty's going to walk out of that first bracket. I'm picking Evers for that. I'm going. I'm going to pick the, the Evers. Uh, the, we're going. We're going with second generational here. Should be a good match. Cause last time I saw her, uh, Evers and. Um, uh, Chelsea Green, but I can't. I, I'm drawing a blank on what her name is in TNA. You know what I'm talking about, but uh, but yeah, she she had a, a phenomenal match with her at the uh, last knockout knockdown. And I'm sure that her name will pop in my head as I'm doing this. But she had a great match with her, even though she lost. It was a losing effort. She had a great match at that knockout knockdown main event, uh, and I expect her to deliver the goods here. I expect Evers to to really show that she's got some extra oomph underneath her. And uh, I don't think Bell would be hurt by the loss, uh, although it's, it's, it's kind of hard and sad to kind of pick one or the other. But if I got to make the pick, I'm, I'm, I want Marty Bell to win, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Evers. I'm going to say Evers takes it. So, you got, so in my universe, you got uh, Abby versus uh, Evers going into the second round. I would be picking uh, Abby. And then I would say Mercedes over that, and then we go into the uh, semifinals. So that that's that's uh, the left side of the brackets in, in my personal bracketology uh, over who would win and who would lose there. Um, let's just go ahead and put this out right now. I, I like Tessa Blanchard. I really do, but Tessa Blanchard is not leaving the first round. Uh, she's she had the unfortunate pick of going up against Kyrie Zane, and Kyrie Zane. As much as I I have said Mercedes is is a number one draft pick and and a top seed and all that stuff, the true top seed in this tournament is Zane, and uh, she's going over on Blanchard. It should be a great match, but she's going over on Blanchard. I'm saying this without having seen any spoilers, without knowing who went up against who and all that stuff, but. That that's who I'm I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Sage Beckett, the former Andrea. Uh, I'm looking for her to to walk over Bianca Blair and and uh, go into the second round uh, because it, this is gonna be the first real time that we've ever seen her. I mean, she's got signed some time ago, but uh, we haven't really seen her uh, much. So I'm looking for Beckett to 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 win. And some of you may also remember her as. Uh, Rosie lot of love when she had an additional 150 pounds on top of her and she was a, a bigger woman. She was she was a, she was a big sexy. But uh <laughs> and some people, you know, surprisingly, some people were actually like disappointed that she lost the weight. And uh that that is absolute fact. I interviewed her um uh some some time ago, a couple of months back, obviously before she got signed. But um uh, she was telling me that it's like yeah, some some guys were, were like disappointed that she she dropped the weight. They liked her better when she was Rosie Lot of Love. So, but anyway, yeah, it, it, I guess disappointing for some of you guys out there. But she's happier that she lost the weight. She looks great, uh, looks great now. But uh, yeah, I'm look, I'm expecting Beckett to go into the uh, next round against Zane. Uh, Dakota Kai, I expect to go over on Devi. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. Uh, 
that it, it'll be surprising uh, because I having your first uh, female Indian wrestler or Hindu wrestler that has come into the company. You 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 want them to uh, showcase all all these great names and uh, girls that they have that have walked into the company and getting these kind of first first time opportunities and stuff like that. But I don't see her going over on Kai. Uh, Kai is my pick to uh, go into the second round. Uh, I fully expect Rhea Ripley to go through Miranda Salinas. Uh, I don't think that Miranda's going to go out first round. Yes, she's trained by Booker T, but I I just do not feel like she's uh, prepared for that. So I'm going with Rhea in this one. Uh, Deeb. Now let's get down to Serena Deeb, and and let's address the statements because originally I said that – they didn't. The WWE did not have a uh, what would you call it? A veteran presence because that was one of the statements that was that I put out there in the uh, original pod or the, the podcast previous to this. And let's go ahead and address the the statements that followed underneath that. Phil's fan. Oh wait, D Rocks, Hayes man, and Scorpion underscore. Well, the, all of them at some point have basically said that Serena Deeb is the WWE veteran, which technically is true. But I I have to reiterate, and I did say it in the previous podcast. I will say it again. Now, the, the reason that I did not say Serena Deeb was the, quote, WWE, returning WWE veteran, or at least I didn't view her as that, is because her, most of her run as a WWE superstar existed as straight edge society. She wasn't viewed in the same light as a Mickey James or a Trish Stratus, a Victoria, a Lita, a Lundra Blaze, or you know, Michelle McCool. You could go down the line. Serena Deeb doesn't have the same wrestling resume within the WWE universe that some of those other names have. She just, you know, she just never was presented as such. She was presented as a sidekick to CM Punk and, you know, part of the wrestling faction, which of the Strange Society, which they did acknowledge. Now, she will be the sentimental favorite going into this tournament after having watched Bracketology. Now, why is she going to be the sentimental favorite? Because they have already begun to play that up. Uh, they played up the fact that, yes, she was signed to the WWE. Yes, she was part of the Straight Society. Yes, I had a big opportunity given to me that I ruined. She she said that she pretty much gave you know, gave that up because of decisions that she made concerning alcohol and things that she did outside of the ring and so on and so forth. <clears throat> so she she is going to be the uh, the recognized veteran, but she's not the, the veteran in the same way. Uh, she's not identified the same way as Mickey James and stuff. You know, the, the the girls that have that competed and had the big matches and so on and so forth. Uh, even even uh, uh, the the footage that they showed, all of the wrestling footage that they had with her in it, was footage that came from OVW. It came from Florida Championship Wrestling. It, it came from elsewhere. They didn't they didn't have. A great deal of stuff with Deeb on that main roster, in the same way that you had with a Brian Kendrick or uh, Tajiri. You know, when when they did that in the Cruiserweight Classic, they was able to say, "Hey, look, you know these guys." Yeah, and and for the most part, those guys had a reasonable run in the uh, on the main roster. They were getting a second or third chance at doing it, but they had a reasonable run. That uh, Serena Deeb didn't have that. Now, that's not to say that. It, the the sentimental favorite won't exist in the same light as the returning and recognized veteran. I think is 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 you know it's going to play up the same way, even though I do not personally look at her as the as the uh, recognized veteran of 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 the WWE lore, because most of her really good stuff, the best matches that she's ever had, took place outside of that company. That's that's just a fact. It just it took place outside of that company, but 
she will be the sentimental favorite. She will be the one that, you know, they they get the crowd to root behind. She will be the one that Lita is going to sit there in the same way that uh, Daniel Bryan was saying, come on, Bryan, you can do it, when he was rooting for Bryan Kendrick and and really had no shame about his bias toward Bryan Kendrick. I say that Lita's probably going to be the same way. They're going to announce her the same way. They're going to, you know, they're going to talk this thing up and, and you will root for her. Shit, I'll root for her. You know, <laughs> I I, I want to see her go. Just just of the way that they played up in the bracketology so far. I I you know I'd like to see her put on the best match that she could possibly put on. But that's the reason why I didn't look at it that way. So um, so to answer those, and I think I did answer one of them uh, online. But yeah, I I, I I just don't see her in the same light as that. I like Serena Deeb. I think you know think she's a, a very talented. A lady, but uh, yeah, I, I just when I when I was envisioning my personal outlook on the um, uh, the returning veteran, I, I was thinking more like what you got with Mickey James returning to take on Oscar. So I hope that it, that uh, basically explains it. Uh, <clears throat> a, a quick side note: there was a comment also placed. Asking, you know, how could we be celebrating this? Uh, and essentially that Triple H is jobbing out other promotions champions and, you know, what's wrong with us? Where's the outrage and and uh, stuff like that? Uh, okay. I, I, I think that's kind of being looked at in the, in the wrong light here. Uh, of course, you're entitled to your views and opinions about it. And I, and I can see how you would feel that way. Okay, well, let's just go. I, I might. I don't want to pr- mispronounce his name, but the first name is Jason. So that, I can understand how you would feel that way. I really do. I, 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 I can get why you would say, "How could you celebrate this?" You know, because let, let let's be honest. The WWE does get a lot of flack, rightfully so, for hoarding talent, and. They do. They hoard talent. They sign. They have gone in recent years. They've gone out of the way to sign up people that you almost never see again. They kind of get signed on, and then they just are in a holding pattern. They they rest in limbo. They don't go anywhere, and they got no shame about hiring out other promotions champions when that promotion needs that champion. And and that's all of that's pretty well documented. Uh, just in this tournament alone, you got Santana Garrett, who is the reigning and current WOW champion, or at least until they release the next set of, of tapings. But she is the WOW champion. You got Mercedes Martinez, who is the WSU champion and the Shimmer champion simultaneously. You have Tessa Blanchard, who is co-holder of the Shimmer Tag Team Championships, along with uh, Cra- uh, Vanessa Craven. So having signed these girls when they are champions to other promotions, it does does it hinder the promotion? Yes, it does. It 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 that is the downslide of it. Um that said, the other side of the coin is this, and, and we do have to acknowledge the other side of the coin. And I and I say this having had the opportunity to sit down and talk with some of them on a couple of occasions. Uh, them going into the WWE under any circumstances for a lot of them means a lot. For a lot of them, uh, because yes, they enjoy having the matches and 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 wrestling on the indies and and working all these names and and believe me, that there, there are a lot of names on the independents that and a lot of matches on the independents that will be just as good as anything that you see on the on the May Young Classic. In fact, I would even go the extra mile to say that the WWE Universe is behind as it relates to recognizing and knowing these names. People like you and I, and I'm, I'm saying this to all of, all of those that's listening, because if you're listening to me on this podcast, wherever you happen to find it, whether that be iTunes, Google Play, 
uh, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, YouTube. If you've gone out and found this podcasting, you clearly already are a fan of women's wrestling. So you know what I'm talking about. These girls have had these types of matches that you're going to see on the Mae Young class. They've had it already. It's the WWE Universe that's getting introduced to the introduced to this for the first time. They're the ones that need to see it. We've already seen it. We've seen it in various. We've seen it on Shimmer. We've seen it at Shine. We've seen it at Roar. We've seen it at WSU. We've seen it at Girl Fight. We've seen it at Big Time Wrestling. We've seen it. You know, we've seen it every place under the sun because we already know that we. You, some of you may have seen it on my channel. You may have seen it on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network, but you've seen it. It is not a shock. This is not new. This ain't no surprise. So it's not about necessarily them going there to like, ah, I get to have these great matches that I never had before. It's, for some of them, that will be true. But for a lot of them, it's, hey, you know, I've done this for $25 a night or 50 bucks or 75 bucks. Here I can go and I can earn a reasonable paycheck. That's one reason. Two, you know, they... You got people that are going there that may not ever get that chance again. They may not ever see a WWE arena again in their career. It's going to be sad to say that for some of them, but out of the 32 girls there, I'm sure some of them are going to get signed. I'm sure some of them are going to go to NXT. I'm sure some of them are going to go right to the main roster or something like that, but there's going to be at least a significant chunk of them that are never, ever going to go to WWE. And that might be by choice. That might be because, you know, it now ain't their time or whatever the case may be. So this is about as good a window as they're going to get. And, they you know, they decide they, they got to take that. Some of them who have been doing this for a long period of time, and there's there's a few. Mercedes might be the one that's been in it the longest. But but you got your Serena Deebs. You got your Abby Laves. You got your your uh, uh, Sarah Logans and Mia Yams and, and so on and so forth. These girls have been doing this for a for a while, and yes, they've been recognized, but none of them have had uh, a the platform that the WWE is going to give them. And you know, if you're going to do anything, you want to do it on the biggest platform that you have available to you. This is right or wrong, for better or worse. This is the biggest platform that they're ever going to get. There is not a bigger company out there. Uh, I like Global Force as much as, you know, some of the other people out there, but Global Force isn't the biggest platform. Uh, and they they haven't played it up the same way. I can promise you, if, if nothing else, let, let's just say that, uh, let's take Tessa Blanchard, for instance. If Tessa Blanchard doesn't sign the contract off of the WWE following this tournament, She's going to leave knowing that on the indies, she's going to make that much more money just for having been in the tournament. So, <clears throat> yeah, there, there's, it's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, they are hindering some promotions. They always have. They always will. <laughs> that that's, that that's just the 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 tail of the tape as far as the WWE is concerned. This ain't nothing new. Is is has been happening since the 80s when Vince McMahon went and picked out every piece of top dollar talent that he could possibly find around the territories around the country. Same thing that's going on. This practice exists today. Triple H, hey, I like this person. I like that person. We need to sign them. But let's be clear. It's not as if they didn't go to the WWE also. It's not just a case of Triple H, hey, let me go and find all these these places. Because I, I know personally, a lot of them go right on that WWE website and they fill out the form hoping that the WWE will contact them. That's how the contact usually begins if they don't have any connections to the company themselves. Some of them got connections. Some of them got people that they can call and, and get their name passed along. Like, you know, say like um, uh, Miranda's, Miranda from uh, Reality of Wrestling, she's uh, a student of Booker T, so I'm sure that ain't, that's not hurting her. You know, that, that probably helps her when she's looking to get into this thing. So, I, I can understand the anger. I can understand the feeling that the WWE is is hurting some of these places because that's what big companies do. They they hurt some of these smaller places. But 
you can't knock all of them. You can't knock it entirely just because of that, because some of these girls actively go after the WWE, even when they are the champions. I, I, I am, I'm, I'm almost positive to say that if uh, the name Mercedes wasn't passed along, she probably put her name out there to some level. And whether she's the champion at WSU or not, or, or Shimmer, which she, she is, and, and just like I said, Tanner Garrett is the wild champion. Uh, they're they're going to take their chance. They're going to take their chance that, you know, if, if this is the last time I ever get to work in a WWE ring, let's make it good. So all of that to say is like, yeah, get let, let them have their moment. You know, let, let them have their moment, you know, uh, that, that they can uh, – Go out and they can have the match. Will, will they get jobbed out? I'm, I don't know that. And, and I saw the hashtag jobbing out other promotional champions, but we don't know that. We don't know if they're jobbing out the other promotional champions. We don't know. And, and, and it's a 32 woman tournament. Of course, some of them are going to lose. <laughs> they, they have to. <laughs> they, 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 some of them are not going to get to the finals. Santana Garrett isn't going to the finals. I, you know, I'm I'm almost gonna put money on that. She's she's not going to the finals. I just don't see it. She she's good, but I just don't see that how that's gonna happen. And at the end of the day, she's she's if she doesn't go to WWE, she's probably gonna return back to the Indies. She's gonna continue on with Wild because I think they got a TV deal going. So she's gonna be good either way. She she's gonna be perfectly fine either way it goes. But I just want to take a moment to to kind of sidetrack and and say, look, you know, I, we're not celebrating that necessarily, but you 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 gotta call a spade a spade, and that we also have to look at it from uh, the the participants' point of view. That a lot of them, this this is the dream come true. So it's not just the WWE. Let's just take these these people and hurt these promotions. A lot of them are wanting this. So, you know, let let them have their thing. And and a lot of times we as fans, we want what we want and we and we we like them to stay there. But I also know that, you know, WS well, maybe I shouldn't call out promotions by name, but a lot of some of these women's promotions just do you know, they can't support themselves solely off of that. So they gotta they gotta go with what they can. So platform and money, you know, the venue, I think those things are things that you have to consider as to why they participated, not necessarily because he just went around and he decided to yank out talent. But I, I, I get what you're saying, but hopefully you'll take that in consideration as you watch it, you know, going forward. So, all right, now, I, I finished that. So last last group, and I'm sorry about that sidetrack. I just wanted to address that because it was a comment that was on, on the uh, the page underneath the last podcast. Uh, so the, the final set of brackets – Vanessa Bourne versus Serena Deeb. Uh, Deeb. I'm going to say Serena Deeb easy. I, I think that that sentimental story is going to play up. It, it, it's at least got to play to the quarterfinals. I think Deeb is going to go three matches in before she even comes, you know, gets to the point where she's going to lose. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for Serena Deeb to go over, over Bourne. Santana Garrett and Piper Niven, which is a little tough. Some of you may know Piper as uh, Viper. Uh, I'm gonna go with Piper. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, her in this match. I think that she's gonna go over Garrett again, who is the current reigning and, and defending Wild Champion. Of, of course, you will not be uh, uh, walking in with the championship. But you know, it's a, now that I think about it, it's kind of an interesting side note that this is the second major promotion that Santana's Garrett has been in. As the wild champion, like she walked into the knockout knockdown victory road, I believe, and she was the wild champion then. And then she walked in, and now she's walking into the May Young Classic, and she's the knockout champion now. So uh, that that is an interesting little side note. Matter of fact, let me let me uh, let me check that and, and make sure because it is it's been a while since I, I, I think she was up against Brandy Rhodes. At the uh, knockouts knockdown pay per view, if I'm not mistaken, I, I'm I'm having a little bit of a mental lapse as far as that's concerned, but I, I but I think I'm right. I think I think that was it. So let me let's take a quick look here. 
Yep, there she goes. Brandy, she's Santana Garrett versus Brandy Rose. And if I remember, they had a pretty good match, probably the best match of Brandy Rose's career at that time. But uh, Santana Garrett was the was the wild champion. So there, there's a little side note for you. She she walks in as as the champion of another promotion to two different other televised promotions within this calendar year. So I guess bravo for her. <laughs> Uh yeah, at one point in time she she was uh, racking up titles. She she won the wild championship and then she won the uh she was the NWA women's champion and she won the Shine Champion simultaneously and, and then she went on the Wild. So yeah, she she was killing it for for one point in time. But I <clears throat> but I don't think that she's gonna win this one, unfortunately. That my pick is for Piper in the first round. Uh I might let me see if I pronounce it Tanyara Conti against Lacey Evers Evans. I am going to go for Lacey in this, although I don't think that she is going to go much further than the second round. Uh, Lacey Evans is the former Ruby Mobs on the independent scene, who didn't really travel all that much. In fact, I think that the the most that she did was in the um, uh, southern portions of Georgia independent wrestling. Uh, and I said before, uh, we, we were scheduled to have an interview, but then she got signed, and then, then that kind of derailed that. Uh, because, you know, as you know, when you sign on with the WWE, they kind of control your media outlets, and it, you have to be approved to uh, for you to be – talking to their their talent so uh but given the story that they gave on her i would be surprised if she did not win uh that they, they they played up the her military background which was which used to be part of her character when she was on the uh independent circuit now now they don't do that so much they talk about it a lot but it's not part of her uh her ensemble she in fact she she basically comes out there looking like a, a gentle southern belle but uh, she she does do the uh the she does the salute and all that stuff like that and and she's already talked about uh, all the things that I've already known before <laughs> before she walked in she walks in as a mother she walks in as a as a, with a military background and a wife and it's going to mean everything to her to win and, and that and that story is pretty much what got her signed in the first place if you didn't watch the breaking ground. A series that's on the WWE Network is still there. You could probably go find it and find the episode that I'm talking about. But uh, I think that that's going to be the real story there. And it's probably going to be one of those heartfelt stories that even if she loses, she's she's probably going to be in there for like for the fight of her life. But I, I expect Evans to go to the second round. Uh, Aisha Raymond and Tony Storm. I expect Storm to go over Aisha Raymond. I think that uh, she she's gonna get. Uh, I, I think Storm is is the money in this particular instance. And if I were going to go further in in this particular group, I want to say Storm over Evans because I don't see Tony Storm getting derailed until she goes into uh, the quarterfinals when she potentially walks up against Deeb. Now I, I think Deeb. Let's see if she, if she can get past because I've already predicted Piper, and I think Deeb goes over on Born. So Deeb against Piper, uh, I'm I'm gonna say Serena Deeb there, and I think that's where I, I believe that's where it's gonna probably stop <laughs> for for Serena. Although it'd be interesting to see if she goes up against Zayn because. I'm I'm fully expecting Zayn to go to the semifinals easy. So if we're gonna look if we're gonna look at the path for Zayn, I'm saying Zayn over Blanchard. I already said that. Zayn survives Beckett, which would be the David and Goliath story. Uh, Zayn goes to the quarterfinals. Uh, I said Ripley over over Miranda, Kai over Kavita. I expect Kai to go over Ripley. So then we have Kai and Zayn. Zayn goes over. Tony Storm and Zayn, which will probably be a kick-ass match. 
and and again, this is this is my personal stuff. I, I have not seen any spoilers. I refuse to watch any spoilers. I want to be surprised. I, you know, I want to feel the excitement and all that good stuff like that. And, and I probably should be filling out my brackets as I'm talking about this. Uh, so, and again, for those that are interested, go to WWE.com forward slash me on classic. You can download your, your version of it. Or you can watch the, uh, oh, not watch. You can see the, the brackets in this entirety. <clears throat> but, uh, I, I'm looking for Storm to face off against Zane, and that will be the semifinals in, in my universe. Uh, and I would like Martinez up against Baszler on the other side of those, of those finals, all of which would be great matches. I think that they'll they'll all have uh, – incredible, incredible matchup. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fill it. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to fill in my bracket. And uh, I'm going to get a picture of this, and I'm going to put this up on our Facebook page. Because I, you know, I could be all wrong. I could, I could be completely wrong. I, I, could, I could have this thing just screwed up from start to finish. <laughs> so, so, so you'll be able to put that in my face. Like, ah, you got it all wrong. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and fill in my bracket. And I am going to take a picture of this, and I'm going to put it on the Facebook page. If you have not joined our Facebook page, go to Facebook Women's Pro Wrestling Network, all one word. It'll come up, and uh, click the, uh, the the subscribe or like or whatever the hell button. You know, I get them all kind of mixed up now, but I uh, click that and and, and follow. I, I probably will tweet it out as well. And I need to I need to push Twitter because I haven't really pushed it as much. So. There, uh, go on to Women's Pro Wrestling Network. You can find us as WPN Wrestling. That's WPN Wrestling, and you can find us on Twitter, and I'll, I'll put that out there. Um, so we can kind of follow this thing together because I think it's going to be really fun to see how much of this we have gotten right. And if you got your predictions, if you got your brackets, if you printed it out, I, I'm going to say fill it in. Fill out your bracket form from start to finish. And, you know, so because that's going to be the real key here. Put it, fill it out from start to finish, so that we can't go back on what we said. Once we put it in there, we 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 got to stick to the picks. All right, that that's the real key here. We got to stick to the picks. Not not let's not do what Corey Graves is doing. I know that's part of his gimmick where he's like, ah, oh, yeah, Gabby Lay is going to win. No, I mean Mercedes. No, Rachel. You know that that's part of his gimmick. Let's stick to who we say. So. Let's get that in, take the picture, post it, and see who's going to come out here, who, who's got it. And you know what? Uh, on our Facebook page, I've been giving away some shirts. I, I, I bought some shirts for some people off of Pro Wrestling Tees. And uh, you know Maybe we'll make a, a contest out of this now that I think about it. Uh, maybe maybe we could uh, you know, get a shirt for the person who got the most correct guesses or something like that i don't know something like that but I, I, i'll figure it out I'll, I'll figure out how this thing will work or how you know what what we could do maybe we could give away something or something like that i don't know dvd and you know we'll we'll, we'll work that out I, I, like i said i'm just thinking about it as i'm filling this this thing in because I'm, I'm actually writing it down now as i am uh doing the podcast because i've already uh Giving you my particular picks, mine's are, mine's are out there. I've already told you who I think is gonna win, and and is 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 out into the universe now, not the WWE universe, but out into the real universe. So I'm gonna encourage you to go on, get that the, those brackets, download it, fill it in, and share your picks with the world. Uh, share who you think is gonna go through. Share who you think is gonna actually win it. Uh, and and we'll see how much of this we all got right now, what we got wrong, and uh, it'll it'll make the Mayon Classic that much more intense once you watch it and you got your picks that you're rooting for. That's for damn sure. So there we go, folks. I, I just wanted to put that out there. Just wanted to get this this quick uh, podcast in on the Mayon Classic. Uh, next up, I will be uh, talking about the Forgotten Knockouts. Because it is a shame. They got some really good talent across the board there on the knockouts. But 
Uh, unfortunately, the the knockouts knockdown just did not have the same oomph. They got they got really good matches in there, but it doesn't have the same oomph as the uh, May Young Classic is already presenting. And like I said, we haven't seen the first match, and they've already got the presentation like really really good. Um, so that's that. Be sure if you have not subscribed to our, our channel that you do. Uh, that is the Women's Pro Wrestling Network on YouTube. If you are there and you're listening to that, uh, click the uh, subscribe button. And if you do click the subscribe button, make sure you click that little bell also so that you, so that you get the notifications from all of the uploads and all the uh, videos and matches and podcasts and interviews uh, that we do. Uh, following that, <laughs> you want to make sure that you have those on. Uh, we also have other uh Things for you to subscribe to at this point. You follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, both of which WPN Wrestling. You uh, just go WPN Wrestling, and you will it will come up. In fact, most of those you just hit WPN and it pulls itself right on up. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to us on uh, or followed us on Facebook, go to Women's Pro Wrestling Network, all one word. And it'll pull that up as well. I post some articles and things like that on there. Uh, the, the central location for everything is the uh, Women's Pro Wrestling Network, uh, which is WPNWrestling.com. So I need to get back to uh, putting things on there. You definitely, uh, if you haven't found our website, please do. Uh, also, for those that are on YouTube, I want to say, if you go to our channel, you can click the... Um, our channel link can go to our about page and it has all the links for everything that we do there. So whether that be uh, Podbean and if you're looking for the audio versions of this because I know some people prefer the audio uh, opposed to sitting down on YouTube and watching the video version of it. But you can go on to Podbean.com, uh, search out WPN, you can go to iTunes, you can go to uh, uh, TuneIn, you can go to Google Play. All of which will provide you our, our podcast. And if you are listening to this podcast, if you found us on one of those platforms and you haven't subscribed yet, please hit the subscribe button. Please go ahead and click because these are the things that uh, keep us rolling on. Uh, this is uh, <clears throat> this is the way that you can show support for uh, what we do. If you are unable to support us monetarily, which you can go on to Patreon for that. Uh, we, we've been working on that to get some support original matches so if, uh, if you choose to support monetarily that would be the way to do it if you are unable to do it that way then just click the subscribe button those things are free and we will continue to produce free content for you to enjoy uh, as often as we can so that's it folks we appreciate you taking the time to listen to this and if you have any comments about your picks or who's going to win and who's going to take it all uh, leave them in the comment section below. Leave it underneath, and uh, be sure to post your pictures if you have it. Uh, send it over to me. Send it. Send a message. Send it over to Facebook. Uh, send it. Shoot me a direct message uh, wherever you can. And I, I love to see them. I love to see who you pick. I love to see who you think is going to go to the uh, at least to the quarterfinals. Let, let, let's do that. At least to that far. Who's going to make it to the quarterfinals? Share that with me. All right. Until then, this is another podcast down. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next go-round. Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.